Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. God began speaking to me about one word, and it's called this word time. He said to me, we can only develop spiritually as we give proper time to spiritual things. So this is what over the next couple of nights that we're going to be ministering about because God began dealing with me how important it is that we take the time to develop, to give to our spiritual lives because the more time we give, the more we'll develop spiritually. The less time we give, the less spiritual development we have. So time is the determining factor. It's not God that's the determining factor. It's how interested are we in developing our prayer life and developing spiritually and developing our faith in learning the flow of the Spirit, in learning how to follow the Spirit. We have to give time to these spiritual things. And this is what God began dealing with me about. Um, he pointed out and reminded me of something that happened with Dad Hagen's life. Uh, there was a time that Dad Hagen had been on the road for a season. Of course, Dad Hagen would be gone for months at a time in traveling, and he would only be home for a short time. So when he would come home off the road, there was always a lot of uh, catching up to do, so to speak, with ministry business, with things at home that had to be taken care of, with personal business. And so you can understand that when he would come home off the road, there was a lot of pull and demand on him. And uh, he came home from one particular road trip, and when he did, um, it threw, he was just going you know, about his day doing things that needed to be taken care of, of his personal life there at home. And he had this spiritual uh, occurrence that kept happening, and what it was was he kept having the sense of being physically thrown from a, car, from a vehicle. And uh, you, you may say, well, I don't understand that. Well, these things are spiritual. And sometimes you, when you sense something with your spirit, you can actually feel some things that you, you actually pick up the feel in your body, but it's really something that is happening spiritually. And Brother Hagen kept having the sense of being thrown from a vehicle. And he didn't know what it was about. And so he sensed that for a number of days. Well, after he had... Uh, been at home for a few days. He, his calendar, he had to get back on the road. So mom Hagen was going to join him on the road and they got in the car to start their next road trip. And so dad Hagen turned to mom and said, put on your seatbelt. And she said to him, now see, you know, years ago, I don't know if you remember this, nobody wore seatbelts. I mean, you couldn't even find your seatbelt. It was tucked back down between the seats somewhere. You, you didn't even know what that thing was. It was just something that was in the way and you push it down in the seat cushion to get it out of the way. And I mean, it was not a law. People seldom wore seatbelts. So it was an unusual thing for Dad Hagen to say to her, put on your seatbelt. Because do you remember as kids what your seatbelt was? It, you were standing next to your mom and your mom would put up your arm to put up her arm to hold back. That was your seatbelt. When she came up to the stoplight, she just put out her arm and hold you back. And that was our seatbelt growing up. So whenever dad said to mom Hagen, put on your seatbelt, she didn't understand that. So she said, well, we don't wear seatbelts. Why do you want me to put on my seatbelt? And he said, he said, I keep having the sensation of being thrown from a vehicle and I don't know what that's about. So since I don't know what that's about, just put on your seatbelt. So they put on their seatbelts. They drove to their place where they were going to preach and they were there several days. And um, 
After they were there several days preaching, Brother Hagen got a phone call from home. And the phone call was this and said, uh, his son actually called him and said, Dad, he said, um, uh, your niece, who was Dad Hagen's sister, it was her daughter, uh, was just in a car accident and she was thrown from a car and killed. And so, of course, when Dad Hagen, when he heard that, he recognized that's what I was picking up. I was sensing someone being thrown from a vehicle and he said, I didn't know what it was. And so, of course, they didn't know if it was them or someone else. So they just took precautions and put on their own seatbelt. But here it was. It was his own niece that she was thrown from a vehicle and she was killed. And she was a young woman. I mean, I think she was in her late 20s. And she had a couple of young children at home. So here now, children have lost their mother. Uh, a man's lost his wife. This family's lost this relative. And the Spirit of God spoke to Dad Hagen, and he made this statement. He said, the reason, he said, my spirit was leading you to deal with that situation, to try to abort that accident from happening. But he said, but because you did not give yourself enough time in the spirit, you missed that leading of the spirit. Now, notice the wording here. Because you didn't give yourself enough time in the spirit, you missed the leading of the Spirit. Now, you understand Dad Hagen sensed being this, this uh, act of being thrown from a car. He sensed that. But God said he still missed the leading of the Spirit. Just sensing something does not mean victory. Just sensing something doesn't mean something is going to change that needs to change. And notice Dad Hagen, God said to Dad Hagen, the reason you missed that leading of the Spirit is because you did not give yourself enough time in the Spirit. Now, since he was saying you're not giving yourself enough time, what should Dad Hagen have done to give himself time? Dad Hagen said, when I sensed that, I should have just gone aside and I should have just started praying in the spirit and asked God, I'm sensing this. What is this about? How can I address it? How can I deal with it? And he said, because I was busy doing the things that were uh, a natural responsibility on me, he says, I did not take that time. And he said, because he didn't take that time, of course, a family member was lost. And what the effect of that? Now, see, this is what E.W. Ken was talking to us about that how much is lost when we don't take our place because uh, God will use want each of us and one another to help protect someone else, to help pray for someone else, to speak into the life of someone else. And if we're not occupying the place of prayer, someone else's life who calls for that or needs that is going to be robbed of that if we're not taking our place. So that's why I wanted us to hear, and I took so much time in reading some of these things by E.W. Kenyon because it drives home to us the importance and the need of us taking our place, not just occupying a chair in a church service. Yes, it's important to show up for church. Yes, we need to be there, but we're there so we can better learn how to take our place in the body of Christ and in that local church family. And so uh, spiritual things take time. And God said to Dad Hagen, you missed that leading of the spirit because you did not give yourself enough time in the spirit.
So notice this, there are times that we may sense something, but just because we sense something does not mean we got victory in that situation. Um, Just because we can sense a change coming. I, I know in my own life and in our own ministry, I have sensed we're coming up to a change in ministry. We're coming up to a new, uh, you know, a new level or a new phase of ministry. And I can sense that. But just sensing it doesn't mean that you're going to make the transition into what you sense. When we sense change, we have to make sure that what we do is take time in the spirit to pray that out because if we don't pray that out, what we sense may not come to pass. Now see, Dad Hagen sensed being thrown from a car. God wanted to stop and abort that sense. He wanted to stop and abort that event from happening, but because he did not take time to pray about it, then it wasn't dealt with properly. We can sense things to happen in our family. We can sense that we need to start a business. We can sense that we may need to take a step of faith, but if we don't take time and pray those things out, we can miss moving into what we sense God is offering us. And so it's so important that we take time because it can cost us much. And Dad Hagen's situation, it costs the life of a, of a relative. It can cost us financially. It can cost us in our fellowship with our children. It can cost all kinds of things when we don't take our place. We have to give time. And then I'll close with this. Um, years ago, uh, I was laying in bed praying uh, just before I was falling off to sleep one night. And I had been praying in the spirit, maybe about 30 minutes or so. And uh, at the end of that time, well, just while I was praying in the spirit, I had what Dad Hagen would call a mini vision, M-I-N-I, a mini vision. It's not like a full-blown played out vision. It's just you get a glimpse of something. And in this glimpse of a vision, I I was watching, I was outside of a house. I didn't recognize the house. And in the driveway was a silver SUV. And I saw a toddler come out of the house and walk behind that silver SUV. Well, I didn't recognize the toddler. In fact, I couldn't really distinguish the face. I just saw the form of a toddler. I knew that this toddler was about one year old. And you go, how do you know that? Well, when you're in the spirit, you just know things without being told it. It just is part of the revelation you receive. And this toddler, I knew he was around one year old. He was real unsteady in his walk. And he walked out of the house. And then I saw, and he went behind that silver SUV, and he was crouched down playing in some, playing with something behind that silver SUV. And then in this same scenario that I saw play out, I saw a, a, a man come out of the house, get in the silver SUV, not knowing the child was there get in the car and back over the child. Now, at that point, it stopped. I just saw the silver SUV backing up. I didn't see the silver SUV hit the child. And I so appreciate that when God shows something, he doesn't He doesn't show us th- something that troubles us or he shows it in a way that it's not going to trouble us. He didn't show me the actual accident. I just saw that car's backing up and I assumed that that's what was going to happen. So when I saw that, I didn't just say, wow, I saw that. No, I was taking time in the spirit. Now, listen, people will think, well, you saw that because you're a preacher. I didn't see that because I'm a preacher. I saw that because I was taking time to pray in the spirit. 
If you take time to pray in the Spirit, you'll see things that you wouldn't have seen if you hadn't prayed in the Spirit. And so uh, when I saw that, I didn't just keep praying in the Spirit. I knew that has to be dealt with. So I know this. Uh, nobody told me this. I just had the sense take authority over that. God didn't, I didn't hear a voice say take authority over. I just knew that God was showing it to me so I would do something. When God shows you something, he's not just showing you something so you can say you saw it. He's showing you something so you'll do something. Remember what Jesus said? He said, I only do what I see my father do. Notice when he saw something, he did it. He didn't just say, I saw it. He acted, he carried through, he did what he saw. And so when I saw that that situation that that child was going to be run over by that car, I did something. I didn't just tell my husband, hey, I just saw something. No, I did something. And what I did was this. I didn't start praying in tongues. I started taking authority in English in my known language. And I said, Satan, you take your hands off the life of that child. Death, you take your hands off the life of that child. And I call for the angels of heaven to be around that child to protect and keep him, to bear, that, bear him up in their hands lest he dash his foot against a stone. And that's what I just said. And I said, in the name of Jesus. And that's basically what I said. I used my authority. And after I did that, then I prayed a short time in the spirit. Now, the reason I prayed a short time in the spirit was not to deal with that situation. I prayed a short time in the spirit to see if there's anything more that God would have me do. Now, be, understand this. He that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, how be in the spirit he speaketh mysteries, is what the word tells us. Notice this, that when you're speaking in tongues, you're not speaking to the devil. You're speaking to God. So if I would, in seeing that vision, if I would have just thought, well, I'm just going to pray in the spirit about that. I couldn't have dealt with the devil by speaking in tongues. That's not how you deal with the devil. You deal with the devil with your authority. You speak to him. You speak the word of God to him in authority. The, 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 Jesus said, um, uh, he said that, you know, you take your authority. He said, doubt, you tread upon serpents and upon scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. You have to do something. You have to take your authority over. He says, I give you power. I give you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Praying in tongues is not how you take your authority. I thank God for praying in tongues. Praying in tongues has its place, but it will not take the place of us exercising our authority. If I would have just prayed in tongues, the outcome would have been different for that child. But I took my authority. I had the sense. Well, like I said, after I took my authority regarding that child, um, I prayed in the spirit to see, is there anything else I need to do regarding this situation? So I did. Uh, after I prayed in the spirit, I didn't sense anything else. So I just went off to sleep and thanked the father for his divine help in that situation. I had the sense because most of the time when you're praying for somebody else or something else, you won't know the outcome of that. You won't ever hear about that again. But I had this sense on the inside of me that I was going to hear a report about this. Well, a few months later, about three months later, I was telling our congregation about this that I had seen and was teaching about how to deal with things like this. And while I, while I did, uh, a young lady stood up and interrupted me in the service. And she said, Pastor Nancy, may I tell you something? And uh, I said, certainly. And she said, um, 
I attend this church on a midweek service because she said, I attend another church on, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a member of another church that I, I attend on Sundays, but it's too far for me to drive there in midweek. So I come here to your church during the midweek service. And she said, I am the babysitter for my pastor's grandchildren. And she said, just last month, we were having a Christmas party at my pastor's home. His grandchildren was there. His grandchildren were there, and we were all there together as a staff. And she said, we didn't know it, but his one-year-old grandchild walked out of the front of the house and walked into the driveway, was behind a silver SUV. She said a staff member left that party early, did not realize that that child was outside because it was dark. It wasn't the daytime, it was dark. Did not see that child, got in that silver SUV, backed up and realized that he backed over something. And he didn't know what it was. He didn't know if it was a, you know, a garden tool, maybe a shovel or something. And so he realizes because it's dark outside, he won't be able to see what it is that he backed over. So he again pulled forward over that child. So now that car backed over him, then he pulled forward over the child a second time. And when he got out of the car and went back behind his car to see what was there, he saw the pastor's grandson laying there, realized he had run over this child. And when he saw that child, that child had tread marks across its abdomen, across its legs. Now you understand the weight of a vehicle on a one-year-old's body. And that child completely jumped up with no harm, no pain, no after effects, and ran in and showed everybody his trademarks. Think of that. I mean, uh, the power of God is so great. Our ability to be a co-laborer with God in prayer is just one of the greatest blessings. But if I would have just, um, if I would have just prayed in the spirit, I wouldn't have given myself I wouldn't have taken the right step to deal with that. It was praying in the Spirit by taking time to pray in the Spirit that got me into a position where I could see what God was wanting to show. See, God was wanting to stop that situation. He was wanting to stop that tragedy. He was want because no doubt that child would have been killed. God wanted to intervene, but he had to find somebody who was listening, someone available to him. How do we make ourselves available? We give him time. And this is what God was dealing with me so much about, giving him time, giving time in the spirit to develop, giving time to our prayer life, giving time to our time in the word, because without time, we'll never occupy the place that God wants us to occupy in the things of the spirit or the things that are available. You know, so much of the time people wonder why God doesn't step in and stop things from happening. But we have to remember the authority has been given to us as the church. And we have the same authority that Jesus had on the earth, that we have his name. You know, he said to us, he said, behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notice nothing will hurt you when you're treading on serpents and scorpions, when you're using your authority. But if you don't use your authority, things can intrude into your life. Things can get into your life that aren't supposed to be there. So he also told us, he said, I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven and whatsoever you bind on earth 
shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So basically what he's telling us is heaven will back you up. If you bind something, heaven's power will back you up. If you lose something, heaven's power will back you up. And this is where many people misunderstand tragedies and heartbreaks because they're expecting God to step in to stop these things from happening. And he's expecting us to use our authority because he doesn't have the same authority that he's given to us now. We're the ones with the authority. You know what Psalms 115 and verse 16 says? Heaven is the Lord's heaven, but the earth he's given to the children of men. So he's telling us he had, Jesus had the authority. He gave it to us. Now it's up to us. And if we don't use that authority rightly, then things will happen that shouldn't happen and that God didn't want to happen. So as we take time in the spirit and as we take time to develop our prayer life, we begin to become skillful at cooperating with God in prayer and in the use of our authority. You know, I was telling this story in a meeting sometime back about that I just told you about that child that was unhurt when it was run over by that silver SUV. After telling that, a, a lady came up to me and she said, Pastor Nancy, I wish I would have heard that story a month ago. And I said, why is that? She said, three weeks ago, we buried my three-year-old nephew. And I said, tell me what happened. And she said, Three about she said about three weeks ago she said that that just a day or so before the the accident happened she said I had a dream and I saw um, him drown and she said so when I saw that I just started praying in the spirit and she said in the next day or two he drowned and I didn't understand why he drowned because God showed that to me and I prayed in the spirit and I said the reason is is because. You didn't deal with it in the spirit, the scriptural way. The scriptural way is you take authority over the devil. The Bible says resist the devil and he will flee. It doesn't say pray in tongues and the devil will flee. It says, as, as we quoted, uh, Jesus said, I give you power or authority to tread on serpents and scorpions. When something tries to bite, that's a serpent, scorpion, they try to bite, they try to sting, they try to harm our lives. The thing that works against them is our authority, not praying in tongues. That's not the function of praying in tongues. We're to use our authority. And so she said, well, I prayed in tongues and the child still drowned. And she says, if I would have known what I heard you teach... She said, my nephew would still be alive. And I go, I, you know, I understand that we have to be taught. Um, I, I remember the testimony of a pastor. Uh, he had staff members and his own daughter that were on their private ministry plane. They were not a, on a commercial flight. It was a private plane. And the pilot had made an error at takeoff and, uh, he realized that it was something that he couldn't recover from. And he turned around to the passengers. There were about uh, six staff members and then the pastor's daughter that was on the plane. And he turned around to them and he said, um, the plane is going down. He said, y'all need to pray. Well, there was only the only person that survived was the co-pilot. And the co-pilot later told the story. He said... When the pilot told us, we're going down, you need to pray, he said, everybody in the plane started praying in the spirit. Every staff member, all of them started praying in tongues. He said, 
I started taking authority. And he was the only one that lived. See, this is what we have to learn. And we, as we grow in our knowledge of the word, when we grow in our skill in prayer, and we understand the different roles we are to take in prayer, the different kinds of prayer to apply at different situations, then we're effective. Uh, part of how we learn that, of course, we learn it through the word, but we also become skillful with it as we take time to pray. And so we see that I, I, praying in tongues is so important and so valuable, but we have to apply it the right way. And I realize this, the more time I give to praying in the spirit, to praying in other tongues, the more things I see, the more things God is able to show me. It's not because a praying earns it. It's because praying in the spirit will position me to see some things. But once I see some things, I'm to take my authority and deal with the things that I see. Now, as I said, the more we pray in tongues, the further we will go in the spirit. You know, if I go to preach in a particular city and a pastor says to me, you know, I, I would like to show you some sights of, around our city. And I say, great, I would love to see do some sightseeing in your city. And I say, you know, I've got 20 minutes to do that. Then he can take me 10 minutes in one direction and 10 minutes back. And in 10 minutes, I'm not going to see very much. But if I will take more time, if I say, you know what, I've got six hours that I can take to go do some sightseeing, then I can go three hours one way and three hours back. I'm going to see more. Why? Because I took more time to see things. And it's the same thing. The more time we give God, the more time we give to things in the spirit, the more he can show us. It takes time to develop. And we have to give uh, time to develop and grow in these things, these spiritual things. You know, if you find uh, someone who's a world-class athlete, you find someone who's a musician, a carpenter, electrician, an artist, Anyone who rises to the top in their profession, anyone who becomes skillful, they became skillful for one reason. They gave time to developing that skill. Spiritual things, we have to take time to develop. It takes time to learn how to pray. It takes time to uh, get full of the word. It takes time. To study the word takes time. For our faith to grow, it takes time. To renew our mind, it takes time. All these things call for us to invest time for them to develop. Because someone with a talent that is undeveloped is a useless talent. Someone with an authority that we're not developed in how to exercise that authority won't benefit anyone. We have benefits and we have privileges in Christ, but we must take time to learn how to be skillful with them and develop in what has been entrusted to us. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.